All right, well, uh, welcome this morning uh, in the house and out there in the video land to our, <laughs> our Sunday morning service, which uh, we've been talking about. Uh, or we've been hitting. Uh, relation. Are you me. on? Yeah, I'm on. Oh, okay. Uh, relationship boot camp is what we've been doing for this month. Uh, we spend time talking about, you know, it's, it's every relationship. So we've talked about relationship with God. We've talked about um, uh, operating in a level of love. We've talked about parenting. We had a good time on parenting. Mm -hmm. uh, had some good questions. And then uh, for you that may have not heard or may not be familiar or just, you know, everybody has a different rhythm, we have a good time on Fridays. Mm -hmm. uh, your Friday the Bible study fellowship is in the afternoon. It's midday. But it's a great time of, uh, uh, for questions and exchange, good time to share your thoughts, hear some insights. Uh, it's not, you know, it's not necessarily rushed. It's, I think it's, it's supposed to be 12 to 1. I think it is. Have yeah. we ever left at 1? <laughs> no. Yeah, so I, I guess I said in my mind it's 12 to 2 because we're kind of there at least to 2 and Depending on who shows up, I'm not going to say no names. We, were, we may be there longer. Hey, there she is now. I'm just playing. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> so, and we have that kind of fun on, on Friday, so it's, nobody's taking nothing uh, too personal. All right, so, so we, uh, uh, but we spent time uh, this past week talking about agreement, and then we also uh, spent some time talking about agreement on and flowing in relationships on Friday afternoon. And, and I'll say this, this is just a little extra. When we went through the Disciples' Cross, we went through what the cross really is. The, the bottom of that cross, that your anchor is the Word of God. That's your anchor. Mm. The top part of that cross is your uh, prayer of faith, is your connection to God. So the vertical part of the cross is our relationship with God, our relationship with God. Then you have the horizontal part of the cross. One side of it is, is witnessing, is sharing your faith with other people. Mm -hmm. The other side is fellowship. You, we grow so much in fellowships. These Bible study fellowships early in the morning, uh, you know, there's prayer at five, then, then from six to eight, there's a Bible study fellowship. Uh, just walking through the Bible. You have the Friday Bible study fellowship. You have guy talk. You have girl talk. Uh, I believe it's the 5th. I think it was March 5th. March 5th. Uh, that's going to be another fellowship, uh, uh, Sanctified Singles on March 5th over in the fellowship hall. Uh, again, we, we, we kind of, we've been talking about it in the fellowship. We, 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 we get past fellowship. Sometimes we say isolated. You know, we have what we call our business. You know, the business we're not getting paid for. <laughs> um, but we call our business, that was sarcastic, I apologize. Uh, well, we have our business, but, but we grow through fellowship. That's a part of the cross. So if you, you take off that, that part of the cross, your cross is leaning, Amen. tempted to fall. Amen. Now, some people... Your cross is, is, is wavering back and forth because we're not doing fellowship or witnessing. You know, some people, your cross is, 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 is caving in because you ain't in the Word. You just, somebody talk to you about your relationship with God, you go, I pray. I pray all the time. 
But what are you praying? Because the Bible says we, our confidence is if we pray in anything according to his will, according to his word, word we know he hears us. Mm-hmm. So you, you may be saying something, but it doesn't mean it's getting to God because you're not speaking God's language. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about communication here in a second. All right. So one of the highlight fellowships uh, for people that are leaders, we, they should be leading in fellowship. They should be leading in the girl talks, the guy, the guy talks, finding some Bible study fellowship because you're, you're a leader. So, you know, uh, a leader with nobody following them is just taking a walk. Right. And so so it should be. You know, people see you in these different venues, they, they, they relate to you, and they can follow you a lot easier because now they see you open. But if, if only time they see you is you telling them what to do, or you giving them direction, it's kind of hard for people to follow you because they don't know you and they don't trust you. Mm-hmm. You know, and then you're, you're closed, but you want them to be open, right? If you're, if you're staff, you should be participating in fellowship. Staff, staff members are leaders. Should be participating in fellowships, right? Something we'll talk about in our staff, up, upcoming staff meetings. So we should be leading all these areas, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, did you finish your thought? Yeah, go ahead. No, I, you know, um, having the opportunity to participate in all these various legs of what we do at AIRS, man, it's so powerful and rich because it's like layered learning. We talk about that a lot. And so what you don't get here, you'll get there. And what's so interesting about it is, like, God uses everybody. So it's not just the person who's leading it. He literally uses everybody, small or great, in terms of what, where they are in their uh, spiritual uh, growth. And so, you know, it's... Uh, it, it warmed my heart on Saturday at the Bible school. And I looked around the room and it was so, it was actually filled up. In fact, we might have to end up getting another table. But it warmed my heart because one of the things that God is doing here at Heirs is what? Equipping heirs for the kingdom of God. And so how are we going to be equipped? A person that's in the army or, or, or you know, Terrell, you've been in the army. If you're not equipped, then somebody can kill, walk up on you and kill you. So you can't, and you got to know the weapons that you have, right? Um, and, and so, you know, the, the root of who we are, the root, what God is doing here at Ayers is we are making disciples. Why? So that we can disciple others. Why? So we can build God's kingdom. And so it's bigger than just you and I. It's, it's, it's about a lot of people that are involved. And so it warmed my heart to see the hunger and the thirst because, you, you know, the deep call of unto deep, right? And so if you really want to know God, you, you can't just be casual in, in doing that. You have to go deeper. And so the, the Bible school, it just it, it felt like we were, we were um, like God was building an army, like Really, and that's what he's doing. He's building an army, and we just happen to be his, uh, what do you call it, Terrell? What, what would we be? If he's building an army, we are the army. Troop, is that what you would say? You don't know. You're an army. <laughs> a soldier? He, he didn't know what you was referencing. Soldier for the Lord. He Maybe didn't he didn't know what, know what I was, yeah, yeah, he didn't know I was referencing. But <laughs> yeah. uh, a soldier in the Lord. Sorry, Terrell. <laughs> a soldier in the Lord. And so that's what we are. We're soldiers and we need to get, you know, have our weapons, be ready at all times. And, and so I, it just blessed me. The other thing that helps us to stay on the same page, we get a lot of questions, but they're answered in all these different layers. Mm-hmm. 
there's nothing in your life, you know, some of y'all, uh, you count that money, right? You count that, you are counting your money, right? Yeah, some of y'all not counting your money? Yeah, you count your money. Well, well, how are you able to count money? You learn math, right? So, so you went to class, math class, once a week? Some of y'all right now wouldn't be able to count your money if you went to math class once a week. They, uh, especially elementary school, they didn't just teach you that Monday and then never share it again. And so all these different layers, and it helps us. Now, the, the, the Bible school get all the, deep, the behind the scenes of how we think uh, because, you know, we believe if you're going to get up 7 o'clock in the morning on a Saturday, you deserve all the inside stuff. But the reality is they, they're learning what commandments mean, testimonies mean, precepts, right? That's what we talked about this past week because mm-hmm. the Bible talks about commandments, precepts, testimonies, judgments, and laws. Mm-hmm. And so we, we, we kind of walk through that. We walk through context. context. Some people are taking yeah. things out of context when you talk to them. But the Bible said this. Where did the Bible, what, what part of the Bible, what testament in the Bible, what book in the Bible, what passage in the Bible, what language in the Bible, what was the custom at the time? So we're doing things that we think is okay because we saw it in the Bible, but we took it out of context. Mm-hmm. Or we didn't really read it. We just looked for the word to justify what we're doing. Mm-hmm. And so we're getting all the information and all the layers so it's not confusing. Because some of y'all out there causing people to stumble, not because you're evil, because you really don't know. You, you're, you're, you're talking to people based on your own emotions, not on the reality of what God is saying as a truth. And, so, and then sometimes you're mad at God, and you go, see, see that they don't take all that. The Bible says this. Yeah, but, but, but if somebody's reading a novel to your story, and they read when you were 15, and that's all they read. You got this whole, I said novel, your story is not a novel. Your biography, they read 15 years old when you was an idiot and you was a, mm-hmm. you was a fool. And then that's all they read. And they go around and say, boy, oh, wow. that person's a fool. But if you keep on reading to the story, that's good. That's good. you'll see how mm-hmm. God took that foolishness and turned it around and worked it out for good. And this is a powerful person impacting life. Mm-hmm. That's real good. So God is saying the same thing. Don't just be reading the little clips of my story. Read the whole picture. Mm. Get a full understanding, and it'll all make sense to you. Right? That's right. great, because that leads us to what we're talking about now. Yeah. Need the whole picture, right? Exactly. So we're talking about a, a genuine <laughs> communication. And what mm. Pastor Mel said is, if you're trying to figure these two pastors out, it's making decisions in consideration of the whole. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're about to talk about leadership uh, coming out of the boot camp and everything is in consideration of the whole but sometimes you don't consider the whole because you're just thinking about yourself and so communication when I go into a conversation I, I'm, I, there's some things I have to consider mm-hmm. uh, for it to be um, well effective or real producing result communication so effective communication is genuine is real it, it produces results. Mm-hmm. That's good communication. But just to be talking, just to be talking, or just to be talking, just to be right, or to be talking to convince someone to not keep talking about the reality of what I need to change, that's not genuine conversation. Because if I'm defensive because I just don't want to hear the truth, somebody brought that out. Gwen, you brought that out uh, when we were talking about, what were we talking about? We were talking about change, right? 
And, but we was talking about something particular and we brought up change. Correction. The Bible is for correction. And we were talking about why do people don't want correction. And Gwen was like, well, sometimes, I mean, you just don't want to change. So, so you're, you're, you're kind of either, I know I'm paraphrasing Gwen, I'm not saying your exact words, but you're kind of blowing it off, right? So now I'm not genuine in that situation. I know on the inside is something I need. I'm just not feeling that right now. So instead of saying, man, this is difficult, man, I don't know if I can do this. We could talk about it, but this is, man, I, I haven't been able to do this. I'm going to need some help. Instead of doing that, I'm going to attack the person, make them think they're crazy. You know how we do, right? <laughs> you overwhelm the other person, and the person thinks they're crazy, or they back off because you're not welcoming. So this, this effective communication is the ability to clearly transmit and absorb thoughts, views, and convictions of another. So effective communication to, to abil the ability to clearly, keyword, clearly transmit and absorb thoughts. So if, if she's transmitting, I'm absorbing the thoughts, views, and convictions that she's sharing. Because I already know what I know, right? I'm trying to find out what she knows so we can flow together. Mm -hmm. If I join a team, I want to find out how, what's, what's their system of operations so I can master being a part of that team. I was telling them in class, get, you could, I'm, not, I'm not saying this as a boast. I'm saying this as I've learned myself over, over 59 years. Send me to your job. I just teach me the system. After a while, I'll learn the system and I'll be able to do your job because I'm going to actually be sitting there trying to figure your system out, right? So it's whether I do graphics. I, I didn't go to graphics school. I just found out what the system was, kept working the system, and learned how to do graphics, right? Same thing. I didn't show up and I was perfect for Pastor Melanie. I needed Pastor Melanie's help to harmonize with. So I had to find out how she thought and what she's thinking and why she's thinking it. It doesn't mean that, okay, <laughs> whatever you, it, no, I'm, I wasn't a doof. Now we got we to gotta work things through. That's good. You have a thought there? Yeah. Uh, so basically when we master effective communication, it becomes the light shown in the hidden understanding so it can be clearly seen. Could you repeat that, please? Okay. <laughs> when we master effective communication, not just communication, because we all know we can talk, right? But effective communication, it becomes the light shown on the hidden understanding so that it can clearly be seen. So what happens is there's misunderstanding. A lot of us have dealt with that. We've probably dealt with it on the way to uh, church. You know, you misunderstood. <laughs> you know? Um, and, and, and so... Uh, understanding lies somewhere in the midst of the chaos. Um, and so understanding is the end goal for both people. So now we can focus on the solution or come up with the options. So That's good. that is key because if you, if it, like if we don't really understand how to effectively communicate, then it's confusion, it's uh, um, disagreements, uh, fights, you know, uh, I know early in our marriage, you know, we, we both of us are, are talkers and, you know, uh, we wanted to be understood. And we'll get into well, it further. Well, in the early part, I wanted to be right. Yeah. 
when I was immature. Well, I, I, I did right. too. I, I wasn't trying to really be understood. I just wanted to be right. I'm right. Yeah. Just we'll be fine if you get what I'm saying. Yeah. You know that that's me, young, young, dumb. And and even finding a cheek a chink in the person's armor. You know, it's like you're looking for them. See now, when you said that. Right. You know what I'm saying? Just to uh, make you feel like you ain't by yourself. Exactly. See, you did it. You know, when it wasn't about highlighting that he did it or I did it, it's about, okay, what are we talking about here? Yeah, it's something, uh, again, we'll talk, probably talk about it next week, uh, it, not next week, when we get out of the boot camp, when we hit leadership, uh, at every level that I've trained leaders, whether I had a, I was over a basketball program, and I would tell the guys, okay, you play professional, you play top college, that's, that's great. Find out what our vision was and see how your piece fits. Mm -hmm. But if we keep changing for all your expertise, we're going to be confused. Uh, every ministry I've ever been a part of and over and responsible for, I was like, okay, let's start with the vision, and then we can find out how your piece fits. God sent you here. You got a piece. But you want to find out how that piece fits with the vision. You don't want to dictate to the vision. And then I would tell all the people that I manage, hey, don't just show up with the problem. You know, people show up, ah, such and such did this, such and such did that. Show up with solutions and options. Mm -hmm. Because if you're just showing up with problems and I come up with the solutions and options, why do I need you? Right? So show up with solutions and options and a good leader will give you the, pro the one that, that's harmonizing with the vision. Right? So what she said is good. The goal is for solutions. Yeah. If I could, uh, are you going to the next one? I'm going to go to this oh. one. Yeah, let me, I want, yeah, I want to, you trigger something to me. Um, so here's the thing, y'all. When it's all said and done, do we really want to know what we're not saying or do we want to know we're right? And the reason why I say that is because if you have a couple, a couple who's supposed to be in agreement, who's supposed to be, you know, doing this thing together, and their, their whole existence is about arguing, you know, you ever been in situations where you're, you're just arguing all the time, just arguing? Um, it, what it does is the enemy uses that to take the focus off of, really, what are we arguing about? What's the root of why we are at tension with one another? Because as long as you are arguing, the thing that's glaring and shouting out, the, 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 the uh, solution to whatever needs to happen, is being untouched. And so, so you're fighting against each other when you should be fighting for what's trying to save you. You, you. you see what I'm saying? Trying to fight to reveal what is the hidden area. You know, it could be, it, you could be fighting over a piece of donut, but it wasn't about the donut. It was about, I feel like you're not caring about me because every time there's one donut in the box, you, I know, you, every time it's one donut in a box, you eat it and you don't think about me. So now, you okay? Yeah. Oh. Just finish talking, babe. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, nah, I thought she was crying. I was like. <laughs> no, nah, I was probing for, for something we got to do later. And everybody. Oh, I got you. I got you. The people paying attention to me was like, okay, does he need something? So do you <laughs> see, so do you see that it's, <laughs> so do you see it? It wasn't about the donut that you ate. It was 
every time when you eat the donut, I feel like you're not thinking of me. You're not being considerate of me. So see, that was the underlying issue, not that you ate the donut. But we can talk about you ate the donut over and over and over. So I just wanted to bring that out. And we're going to highlight that in one of these uh, mm -hmm. principles to effective communication. But, but this is the thing. Uh, excuse me. Effective communication is expressing your commitment transparently and vulnerably. Transparently. So I'm, I'm going into this conversation. I'm transparent, easy to, e you know, easily. You can see right through to my heart. Mm -hmm. There's nothing restricting my heart. And I'm vulnerable. So I'm willing to hear the truth, too. I'm not going in just to, because some people say, I'm just being transparent. Yeah, but are you vulnerable? Mm -hmm. See, just being transparent is, I, sh I, shot a, I shot a jab, but I covered so you couldn't hit me. But transparent and vulnerable is I shot the jab, but instead of covering, I'm uncovered too. I can receive a jab. So now we're going into the conversation and we both are exposed. We both uh, can potentially, we're not trying to, but we both can hurt each other. Well, if I could say this, um, and the reason why that's important is because the piece that's not shared could be the very missing piece to the solution. That's good. So, you know, a lot of times, uh, uh, I know uh, early in our marriage, I might have been fearful to say certain things. One, because I didn't want no backlash. You know, two, because I didn't know how I was going to be perceived. Um, and so, but that one piece was the very piece that was needed to the, sol the solution. Would you agree? I mean, oftentimes. Yeah. So let me offer this too. So sometimes you're, you're, you're suppressing things because you, number one, you don't want the backlash. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you don't know if you're not going to take the person's head off. So if I, I, I don't know what's going to come out of me. Number three, sometimes the person is so fragile. Mm-hmm. Like you think they're going like cave in if you just said boo. Number four, sometimes they're so uh, aggressive mm -hmm. that, well, I'm not saying nothing to them because if I don't say it exactly right, they're going to, they, they're going to, they, they'll destroy me in this conversation. Because you know how sometimes you second guess what you really want to say mm -hmm. and you're like, man, if I, if I so much as say this with too much emotion and forget a point, <laughs> I'm going to get destroyed in this conversation. So, man, forget it. I, I, I'm not saying nothing. Or if the person asks you the first question, then you're like, oh, that's it. This conversation is over. Because, well, I, oh, that's not what I really meant to say. I'm not trying to say. And then you got worked up and got overwhelmed all because <laughs> I know I can't articulate this right. Right? So, mm -hmm. so I wanted to say that. This whole thing starts with patience. Mm -hmm. Effective communication starts with patience. Uh, the scripture says to be slow to speak, quick to listen, and slow to wrath. Right? in James chapter one, verse 19, mm -hmm. right? Quick to listen. I might've said quick to speak, but quick to listen. Quick to listen. Right, so, so, so my first thought is I wanna hear you, mm -hmm. not I wanna talk. Mm -hmm. <laughs> my first thought, I, I wanna hear so what are you saying? And, and think about it, let's be honest, y'all, let's be honest, because with me and her talk, we teaching together, and teaching together, we actually have to, we have to apply all these things because we have to make sure everybody has a voice here. We'll talk about that in a second. But not only, time, not only that, when certain notes are put down, my wife says, okay, well, is that enough, this, that, and the other? I said, well, I, I, t I, t I tell everybody how I do stuff. I said, I gotta know me. So I can't be having a whole lot of notes because we're gonna be here all day. And, or I'm gonna rush and you're gonna miss a point because I got too much information. 
And, and it ain't going to make sense if I don't get to the conclusion, right? When both of us are together, she said we're talkers, we got to have even less notes because we got to know that we're, we're talkers, we're communicating. So you got to know yourself. Are you quick to listen? Are you listening at all? Because in some case, somebody is repeating something to you, you get mad at them, but they already told you, but you weren't listening. Mm -hmm. And then you're holding them responsible because you don't live a life paying attention. Mm. Right? So it's, uh, the, uh, the scripture talks about in Romans 2.7, patient continuance. Mm -hmm. I'm continuing in patience. You know what we're doing? Something we, we, uh, the Lord had brought out in uh, premarital with the Andersons, uh, talking it through. We're going to talk this thing through. Now, talking it through is independent of feelings. Most time you ain't going to get through it. Why? Feelings going to get in. You're going to be feeling some kind of way. But talking it through, okay, you will jump to a conclusion of what the person is saying about you, and they never even said that. You've already jumped to the worst-case scenario, so you bailing out of the conversation because I, I know where this is leading. I know where this is going. I'm wrong again. <laughs> we ain't even talked it through yet. Right? So you got to talk it through and let everybody put everything on the table and with the result of we're going to end with a conclusion. We can't jump to the conclusion. There's a lot of missing pieces. Mm -hmm. so, so, so it's the ability to suffer for them. First Corinthians, when it talks about love, it says it's long-suffering, mm -hmm. right? So I'm going to have to suffer through the conversation. Suffering meaning that I may not want to hear the completion because I may hear some things that I I'm a perfectionist, maybe. I might hear some things that's imperfect about me, right? I've been getting on, on you, and I might hear some things that I didn't realize I was doing too, right? And I'm talking it through is I'm going to have to ha keep, okay, I hear what you're saying. Had you considered this? I hear what you're saying. But remember this particular situation. We, we were talking recently, and my wife shared some things with me. I gave some feedback. And then, so, we, so she went to something, a meeting or something, she came back. I was thinking something. Now, I could have just kept it stored. I said, so babe, I didn't go in and say, you said this, what about this? I said, hey, what, was, what brought up the conversation for you? Like, what did, did I bother you, this, that, and the other? So she shared her thoughts. Then I shared, I said, so let me give you the triggers of, of where I came with this. So what I knew was it was some things that she might have she forgot. But this is what I said. I said, I didn't say, you forgot because you got a bad memory. I said, babe, think about it. If you're the person, for lack of better words, this is not delivering the blow. Well, you're not affected by the blow. Mm -hmm. So you're not going to process how the blow came at you. Now, in this particular case, it wasn't a blow. It was a, it was a scenario in which people were pursuing her. So she, everybody's pursuing her. She ain't got to do nothing. She's just got to be beautiful, right? Oh, he's talking about a relationship. In a relationship. <laughs> well, the people was me and somebody else. You, you, right? So at the time, we first just met. So, so I said, well, the two people that's really paying attention to what's going on is me and the other guy. You're the prize. <laughs> I said, so you probably didn't remember these particular details. I had to remember them because I had to navigate the wisdom to get through it. Mm 
And so, but she didn't get defensive. She was like, I see your point. I hear what you're saying. And now when I look back, because some things were kind of blurred because when, when you're, the, you're the prize, it's going to be a lot blurred. You know why? Because they they're pursuing you. You ain't even got to think. You just got to be there. But the, us in pursuit, we got to think. We got to navigate. We got to make sure one of them traps, <laughs> we don't fall through. <laughs> so it's, it's a different angle. So talking it through, okay. suffering, long suffering. You can't, buy key, you can't buy chaos and expect peace. Some of us are investing in chaos, but we're looking for peace. Wait a minute, let me go back to what you just said, because I, I, I thought that was big. So while he was, just because we don't want to confuse the people out here because you don't understand what we're really talking about. So I, we did say it was a relationship that I was in. and We talked about it. We well, talked about it Wednesday, I think. Well, a lot of people weren't here. Yeah, it, they wouldn't have known. Yeah. So, but, but anyway, so, so we were... <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> this, I'm glad you brought it up because he's right. I wasn't, I was the person there, um, and there was two guys, him and another person, um, who uh, both were interested in me. And I didn't know that someone was going to be there, but that's neither here or there. No, no, that's okay, because that's a part of the back, back up. The backdrop is I meet her. Yeah. She broke up with a guy the night before I met her right. at church, supernaturally. Right. She goes home, and the guy's waiting at home. Right. To beg her to get back in the relationship. Right. right? She says yes. Now, she probably didn't remember that she says yes because her thought process is, I really want to be with the guy, so I told him we could just be friends. So when y'all have heard the story, I was at the game and he was at the game. So I show up at the game going, why'd you invite me to the game? He's here, but you invited me, so I'm going to be me. But I didn't know he was coming to the game. Right. Because <laughs> my thought is, we broke up, right? So why would you even come to the game? So he comes to the game first. Then all of a sudden, he comes to the door, and I said, like, uh-oh. What, what am I going to do now? I'm like, oh, Jesus. Because think about it. He come, the other guy comes to the game. What am I going to do? Just sit, let him sit by himself somewhere? You know what I'm saying? So I just... Yeah. But remember, exactly. he crossed over. He crossed over to the friend zone. So I'm just. All right. So let me. Let me. Okay. Go ahead. So, so that's what brought up our conversation because <laughs> I, I play with it a lot, and I kept making the comment, "Playgirl," under my breath. Like this is Friday, right? I was like, "Playgirl." She was like, "No, nah, no, nah, babe. I had broke up with him, so he was just a friend." I said, "So let me help you out." I said, "I know it's not your intent." I said, "But in a lot of cultures." If you got two guys in a place and they're both pursuing you, you're a playgirl. But I was I, so focused on trying to. She's like, but he's just, he, I, he's just a friend. I said, bad. If you put somebody in the friend zone that you and everybody in America know he's interested because you broke up with him, he was begging you to get back together. I said, so basically you leading that guy on. And I said, and we were at multiple games. It wasn't one. <laughs> so, so anyway, so when he was sharing the story, I was like, okay, some, I was driving, right. and I was like, something ain't right with this story because I know I'm not, I know I'm not an evil person, like you know, not evil, or but insensitive. A, but you was a playboy. <laughs> 
And so I found myself literally trying to kind of go back in the archive of my mind and, and, and figure out what happened in this situation. Then I realized what happened was we were broken up. I didn't expect him to show up. He shows up first. He, he comes in after, and I'm thinking, oh, my God, what am I going to do? And so I was stuck. And some, and, and, but, but that wasn't the point. The point I was making in this, why I even brought it back up, mm -hmm. is because I wasn't there in terms of how he felt. And that was more important than me trying to save Or the face. other guy, for that matter. Or for, for the other person. Well, he was, you know. So I was trying to save face. You, you understand what I'm saying? I, I didn't want to be misunderstood that right. I was a player, like he was saying. When the reality was, I guess I was a player. The, the act. See, what, even what, even saying that, it doesn't but, even But the feel trip right. is the actions, I told her later, I said, it wasn't your intent. Right. But the, those are, that's how the, the reality, actions are, yeah. are, are perceived. Yeah. You know, absolutely. So, and, and so, so our point was you can't buy chaos and expect peace. So in certain situations, like in that situation, we talked it through, got different angles, and we walked away. It wasn't, we, we weren't invested in chaos. When you're snapping, when you're irritable, mm. when you're always trying to have a right fight, when you're jumping to conclusions, when you're playing the victim, when there's landmines all around you, yeah. you're, you're investing in chaos but you want the person to be peaceful. Now, it just doesn't work that way. This, uh, 2 Timothy 2, 23. Mm -hmm. 2 Timothy 2, starting with verse 23. So, so I'm reading out of the King James Version. But it reads this. It says, but foolish and unlearned questions avoid, knowing that they do gender strifes. Right? It says, and the servant of the Lord must not strive, but but be gentle unto all men, apt to teach, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Patient, in meekness, instructing those that oppose themselves, if God perhaps will give them repentance to the acknowledging of the truth. Mm -hmm. So it's saying, but, but if I get into foolish and unlearned questions, I'm, I'm creating strife, but I say I want the person to understand. Mm -hmm. I'm attacking, but I, I, I say I want the person to understand, but I really don't. Right? And so, so not I really don't. I'm, I'm using the wrong method. Uh, Philippians 2.14 says, do all things without murmuring and disputing. Mm -hmm. All things without murmuring and disputing. And so, so to operate this way, we have to operate and we have to have proper timing. Sometimes it's proper timing. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So uh, there's a time for everything Ecclesiastes 3, mm -hmm. 1 through 3 talks about, right? Mm -hmm. So it's, it's the proper timing. And, and you got to be honest. That's eh, probably not the proper timing. Mm -hmm. because the person's edgy and they're being emotional. We're, so we're going to talk about three aspects of, uh, in addition to some other things, but three aspects of having effective communication, something we share in courtship, premarital, uh, and what have you when we're talking about communication. So the first thing we're going to hit is, is not necessarily something you'll find in any book anywhere, but the Lord gave, uh, uh, revealed it a long time ago in counseling, mm -hmm. uh, you got to have catchable language. Catchable language. Mm -hmm. Right? And so, so this is expressive language that surpasses accusatory language. So sometimes we're, we're, we're accusing. We, we're jumping to accuse. If you're accusing somebody, let's say they, they do something. I don't know. They, uh, you wanted to go out, you wanted to cook dinner, they worked over, they got there, and you're hurt because you cooked the dinner, and the person got there late. 
and then you go, because you don't care about me. You just accuse them. They could defend that all day because that, that might not have been their intent. They could have gotten into an accident. The boss could have said work late. So, so, so you're not expressing how it affected you. Even if they had a legit reason and you expect, how, you express, hey, when you show up at this particular time and, I, and I've, I've labored and, and, and cooked the meal, this is how it's affecting me. So, uh, so expressive language, not accusatory language, is I'm sharing the effect, not assuming the intent. I'm, sh- I'm sharing the effect. Uh, we do it in families. Kids get mad first and assume you don't care about me. You did this on purpose to hurt me. You just assumed an intent as opposed to sharing when you did this, this is how it affected me. And giving them, so let's say you talk to your wife and you say, all right, so, so David, you're talking to your wife and you say, hey, uh, whatever you say, uh, she, uh, she, she snaps first. Well, she's already assumed what your intent was. But, but let's say, Shonda, you say, all right, so when you said that, it hit me this way. So David has the opportunity to go, oh, whoa, 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 my bad. That, that wasn't my intent. This is what I was thinking. You got to at least give a person a shot to tell you what their intent was, right, before you jump to the conclusion and want to be mad. So if you get mad first, you want to be mad, right, because the person wasn't trying to get you mad. They were operating based on their worldview and what they thought. So, so the scripture says this in, um, uh, let's do Proverbs 15.1. You have a thought after Proverbs or where is your? Yeah, no, you kind of you, broke you, it down. You, you, you kind of broke it down. I did want to say, though, um, no, you can go ahead and find Proverbs. Okay, and then you, uh, you share that. Yeah. Um, uh, the person that did not intend to hurt the person needs to listen with the intent to understand how their actions impacted the person instead of taking it personal. Because sometimes that happens. Right. Um, and, and see all this stuff here. Let's see. Sometimes you may say something. Let me just say, sometimes you may say something uh, that affects a person in a negative way, but that was not your intent, right? right. That's mm-hmm. what you just said. Mm-hmm. And then the person that was affected needs to share the effect. So that's, that's big. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, um, again, we just have to, like, the person can't take it, like, get offended because they took it personal because how you felt. Does that make sense? Because sometimes that happens. And so... Um, there's a, the point I was making in the whole thing is there's a responsibility on both ends. Exactly. It's the person who may have said something, but they didn't intend for it to come off like it came, but then the person that was affected has a responsibility. Exactly. So exactly. that's all. Exactly. And so, so uh, Proverbs 15.1, it says a soft, a soft word turns away wrath, mm-hmm. but harsh words stir up anger. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, so, again, somebody may be hot, but if you're sharing the effect, those are softer words than you coming on the attack. So a lot of times we don't realize it takes two for an argument, mm-hmm. right? It takes two. And so, so uh, the book of James, you had a thought there? or? Well, you know, um, where are we at here? No, we're here. Yes. Um, 
So, mm, you said something, the soft words, there's something you said about that. The soft words turns away wrath. Um, oh, I know what, what came to me um, is the transparency that he talked about earlier uh, is so needed um, because you have to go at a deep place to reveal something that may be personal. Good. And, but you have to be willing to go there um, because the goal is, is that everything is exposed. What's not exposed can't be helped, right? So you, you have to like, go in places when you're vulnerable and transparent, go in places that you might look like less than or you might look like you're insecure, or you might look some kind of way. You're vulnerable. You're vulnerable. And so, yeah. but you got to be willing to share that because that one thing that you're, you're not sharing is the very thing that um, really can, can bring peace clarity. to the situation or clarity. Yeah, because you, you sitting there, yeah. you know, you really hurt, but you're trying to save face, so you got to be aggressive. Right. You know, you ain't going to just come at me like, ain't nobody going to play me like that. Man, stop, man. You're supposed to be in a... Mm -hmm. a, in a and it's not just uh, husbands and wife, boyfriends and girlfriends, but here, here at the church, we're family. We're in a family. So the, if your first thought is getting funky or, or, or running, you're not even helping the person. This is the goal. You always go in every situation saying maybe they don't know. Mm -hmm. You can have some great conversations if you, say, if you say, maybe they don't know. Are you aware of? See, so, but if you go in a conversation, they know, they know. We, in the mm -hmm. early years, we were talking. Uh, uh, my wife one time came home and said, uh, Babe, I come home, you watching the TV downstairs, I watch the TV upstairs. And so I'm, I'm a systematic thinker, so I said, well, to be honest, I didn't want to hear the infraction. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm like, I'm not doing something. I'm, I'm missing the mark. I love my wife. I just, so I said, okay, uh, what I'm going to do is I'm going to schedule, you know, different times and events for us. You know, I'm having it on my schedule. So something come up, say, hey, babe, let's go take a walk. Ah, well, not today because I'm doing stuff. Because uh, in the conversation, she was like, we got this pool, our other house, we had a pool table in Ohio. So she said, you got this pool table downstairs, we're never using it, we got this. So I scheduled a pool night. I scheduled, I scheduled all these things. So each time, she was like, well, no, not today, this, that, and the other. So time goes by, I probably go, went into my default, she went into hers. She comes in, well, babe, you know, you watching the TV downstairs, I watch TV upstairs, and um, uh, we, we're not uh, doing this, that, and the other. But... I'm ready now. I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. I said, on this date, I ask you to do this. This date, I ask you to do that. This date, I ask you to do that. This date. But then I said this. I said, sweetheart, since you know when you want to do stuff, why don't you just tell me? You've never been rejected from anything. And she says, oh, my God. She says, I get it. I'm expecting you to read my mind. You know, and I said, touchdown. Right? But the point was, it's not like of less value because you put the information in my computer. See, our thought is, if you love me, you would read your mind? Well, and that was the revelation that I shared with them. <laughs> you know, like, I really, honestly, my, the way I viewed love was skewed because my thought was, if you love me that much, like you say you love me, you would be so in, in tune to me 
that you would want to connect with me. Like, I shouldn't have to ask you to connect. You would want to connect with me. And, and, and the reality was, like, what's wrong, Melanie? I had to sit down with myself. I had a conversation with myself. And I was like, Melanie, what's wrong with, with you? Do you feel like he loves you less because you're asking him to do certain things? Um, or you're making the first move, whether it be us coming together and I'm, you know, making the first move or him making the first move and, you know, <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> Um, and, and, and so, you know, I, I, had to, I had to really talk to myself and, and uh, challenge myself to where is this coming from? Why do I think that a man has to just like know me so much that, that I don't have to open my mouth? And that was unrealistic. TV, that's where it came from. It might have came from TV. No, no, I don't I mean, know. You, it might have. You grow to that point. I it mean, could have. We're, we're, we're about to go on 29 years. Mm -hmm. so, so you grow to a point where you anticipate needs and stuff like that. But that's not realistic. But you know what? What it was also is it took vulnerability for me to say it. That it, it really and and, yeah. and, and to to know, like, because she used to say, "Well, you know, I'm, I'm basically telling you I need you." You know what I'm saying? Right. Exactly. Right. <laughs> right. So so, but I'll tell you this: buy a brand new computer, a brand new spanking new computer. Start hitting keys. Ain't nothing popping up. First, you, first of all, you got to purchase the operating system. You could buy an operating system, start hitting keys. Ain't no files popping up. You know why? You ain't putting no files in there. Start putting documents and files in that computer. You can hit a letter, and everything that's related to that letter in the search will, co mm -hmm. will come up. Mm -hmm. It's there waiting to be demanded. When you get into a relationship, you got to put some files inside of, of the person's computer. And, and they're going to be spontaneous, but they're going to pull from the files that's been put in. Mm -hmm. Well, if you ain't putting no files in, nothing in, you just frustrating the relationship to saying you should have thought about that. Yeah. Based on, I was raised in Newark, New Jersey. My wife was raised in Columbus, Ohio. Two different cultures. Mm -hmm. I'm not, I, <laughs> I was, <laughs> it wasn't going to happen. Now, I do things now because there's plenty of files in the computer. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? So, so that's a part of talking it through. Mm -hmm. The other thing is uh, active language. So you have, the first thing was catchable language, but act, I'm sorry, assertive language. Mm -hmm. I said active, but assertive language. Assertive language is speaking the truth in love. Mm -hmm. There should be no pink elephants in a conversation. In a, rela in a good relationship, because even, even, you know, because we were just talking about, um, we were talking about catchable and making things aware in every relationship, even at the church. So I talked to Isaac about it. Uh, uh, I didn't get to uh, 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 the person that helped me this morning. But, okay, so, so I'm going to use you if, if that's okay, right? Can I? Right. He had like a, ah, what are you going to say? All right, so, so we're all from different cultures, right? We learn different things. So obviously I wear a lot of suits. These guys have helped me, right? So one day Isaac was helping me in the back. So he had my suit, and he had it, and he had it almost like balled up in his arm. So I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I said, you're just going to wrinkle the suit. So then I asked him to do something, and he was rushing, so he just threw the suit down, the jacket. He just threw the jacket down. I can't get offended because he wasn't doing it against me, right? I have to put something in the computer, right? Hey, this is, this, this is, how, you lay, this is how you lay the suit down. This is how you do such and such, right? So to, I was talking to him. He, he didn't do it. 
But so sometimes the guys will help and they'll get the stuff. But when I go downstairs, I put things on the rack a certain way so the shirt's not wrinkled, the pants not wrinkled, and the front of the jacket's not wrinkled, right? Well, today, my stuff was hung up where the jacket was going to smash everything and wrinkle everything. Not offended. I just got to, hey, this is how, this is the best way to do that. So sometimes you got people on your team, you mad because they ain't flowing a certain way. At your job, you mad because they ain't flowing a certain way. Why would they? You, you come with all these skills and you expect, now, and some of us are validating our expertise at the demise of other people. Right? You don't know that? No, I don't. And I couldn't know it if you share it with me, or you could just keep keeping it to yourself so you always have leverage on it. Well, guess what? Well, I'll know what you know when you share it. You see? I mean, we got to be honest with ourselves. Y'all know some of us be trying to get leverage. And you don't know that? Building your self-esteem on what you just found out. <laughs> that you're like, you don't know that? You just found it out. I can find it out too. You, does that make sense? You have a thought there? Mm-mm. Right, so, so, again, this assertive language is sharing how you feel, again, like we said, versus forming assumptions and attacking because of how you feel. So, assertiveness is, I'm actually telling you exactly how I processed it. I'm not got, I, haven't, I haven't come to no conclusions yet, but this is how I process. But, okay, and I'm going to ask you this. Raise your hands when somebody does something that runs you the wrong way. You... you you're quick to an attitude, or you have been quick to an attitude. Raise your hands. You're in church. Right? And, and so, flip it. How do you think that affects the other person? That, that meant well. Mm-hmm. That really wasn't trying to do nothing to hurt you. Right? Flip it. Suppose they responded to you when you rubbed them the wrong way, which some of y'all are very needy, so you do rub, rub them the wrong way. They just, they're just patient. You know what I said the other day? Okay, honey, that's okay. Hey, I'll do that right now. All right, so, so we play like that. But the reality is if somebody's not thoughtful and they just say, well, all I know is what I want, but they're not considering the whole picture, you're rubbing the other person the wrong way. I'm speaking for them. <laughs> but they're not snapping on you. They're trying to figure out a way to give you what you need, even though you didn't give them advanced time to get it. And you didn't think about nothing but what you wanted, as if you were still a child. Mm-hmm. That's not me putting up. See, we're adults, right? Don't nobody get all offended. I ain't say nobody's names, did I? Did I say your name out there? Mm-hmm. You on the couch. I'm talking to you. Yeah, did I say your name? So get rid of that attitude. All right, so, so you understand what I'm saying? Like, like, like. There's other pieces, right? Do we want to flow together or we just want to be comforted, convenient? And we're, we're going to irritate people if we're just thought, all we're thinking about is what's in front of our face, right? So, so, so again, in this type of conversation, let's say the, the person that's being snapped on, you don't snap back, but you have to let the person know the effect. You have to be willing to address uncomfortable behavior. No pink elephants. It could be uh, you, 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 you dating a guy, and for most of his life, he's been flirting. So that's been his habit. 
He's doing it without thinking about it. So you at the restaurant, he's having too much, instead of high, he's having high, <laughs> he's got the, person, the young lady's address, you know, he knows uh, what's their major. He, he, you sitting right there. He's not necessarily against you all the time, but if you don't, if you don't say how, how it affects you, is he wrong? And you building up resentment, ain't you? Mm -hmm. Come on, let me get some. <laughs> you building up resentment, right? Why? You don't have to build up resentment. You don't have to store it and explode it later. You can say, hey, when you do that, this is how it affects me. Right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, and even having a discussion about boundaries, because not everybody is aware of boundaries, you know what I mean? So. Right, right. So, so, so whatever the situation is. The other mm -hmm. thing, you have assertiveness, but then there's another important thing called active listening. Mm. Active listening. That's listening more than you're speaking. Mm -hmm. Listen, you know what you know, you know what you know, you don't know what you don't know. So you're trying to hear what you don't know, not just always talking, right? When we're caught up in ourselves, we lose the ability to hear. When we're caught up in ourselves, we lose the ability to hear or to listen. And some of us, not because we're evil, think, think about it. Let's say if you were, spo uh, well, why don't you spoil? I, I was going to not say it, but let's say if you were spoiled, or let's say if you were the all-American son or you were the little prince's daughter your entire life, right? Well, everything was about you. So now you, you, you go into other relationships and your church relationships and your job relationships, you're irritated with people because everybody's not thinking about you. But you're always thinking about you, right? And you're only thinking about you. So when, so when it's about your conversation, not about the conversation. So you're not listening at all because no one's important to you. You never had to consider nobody else. You only consider you. And then you get frustrated when someone's giving you the rest of the picture. Because you know why you're frustrated? Because the rest of the picture may challenge what you want. If you listen to the full picture, you may have to consider something outside of what you want. But you're not going to consider anything that's going to even hint you can't get what you want. And that's guys and girls. We watch it all the time. We watch couples like, he ain't paying her no mind. I don't know why she's talking because he ain't listening. And I don't know why, I, I don't know why he's talking because she's not listening because it's about her world. Mm -hmm. And everybody just focuses on her and making her comfortable. Like, like, like a relationship is two people involved. You know that, right? But some of us are so thoughtless. But it doesn't mean that you can't be thoughtful. You have to start taking steps to consider others. You can't be too busy to pay attention. Yeah, no. Uh, sometimes we don't, we don't listen to understand the gravity of what's being said. Instead, we're listening to reply. Um, you know, we, mm. we, you know, oftentimes, if you think about it, you're, our goal sometimes is like, okay, I just want to be uh, understood. So the person's given their perspective, but you're so focused on, hey, if I could just give them this piece, you know, <laughs> they're they, they, they going to get me. But listening to just to be able to reply is really not listening at all. 
Um, and so you have, we have to watch that because um, I know there's been plenty of times it's like, okay, uh, how long is this going to be? Because I, uh, <laughs> I, 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 I want to say something. You know what I'm saying? But I'm not really listening at all. I'm just waiting for my opportunity to say what it is I want to say. Um, and, and so listening, and sometimes, you know, if you get too winded people like he and I, mm -hmm. it might even behoove us to, to get a piece of paper and a pen and write down as they're talking, because we can talk, and, and he'll say, so what did you hear me say? Y'all know he does that to y'all, too. So what do you hear me say? Now, this is after he done spoke for 15 minutes. <laughs> and so I'm thinking, what, what? You said so much. I don't know what, where it even starts. So sometimes, it's, you know, it's just... Uh, being creative and come up with, you know, something, write it down, jot it down. Um, but uh, we, we really do have to listen because God gave us two ears for a reason. And really it was like surround sound, one on this side and one on this side. Mm -hmm. um, so I think, you know, we, we, we just got to get better. Here's the other thing is that when we listen, we're actually showing respect to the other person. Um, and, and, you know, you can tell when a person's, their body language, like you can, you, you could even, your body language, our body language tells us how well we're listening even. Um, so I, I think that's important. So, 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 so what she said is big and some of our arguments is because we're not listening. Mm -hmm. So somebody communicated the thought. So just let's say we go back to the beginning. This is how this, this, this is, person said something, you're sharing how it affected you, but they're not listening. They just come back with why they did what they did. What they're basically saying is, suck it up, you're gonna get this pain later, right? And then the other thing is, if you got one listener that's real attentive and the other one's not listening, that's gonna cause an argument. Mm -hmm. Because every time they share something with you, then you, you're waiting to talk Sometimes you're saying what they've already agreed to, but you weren't listening to even the agreement. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so, so then the person says, all right, but I said that already. But then you didn't even, you're not even listening to that. You're going, well, my point is this. You're like, are we in the same conversation? <laughs> you, you, you see what I'm saying? Like you have to be attentive. The goal is, and I know this is, this is one of the seven habits of highly effective people seek first to understand. So sometimes we're speaking our language expecting them to understand. Mm -hmm. We're speaking from our point of view and our language. You want to understand their language. You go to another country, you better find out what their language is. We talked about it in Bible school uh, yesterday. You go to some other country, steer one on the other side. Their boundaries are different. Their laws and their rules are different. Their speed limits are different. But you're going in there with your American mind thinking you're going to go to Germany and drive the exact same way. You, one, you're gonna be on the wrong side of the road. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's, mm -hmm. only, it's so many different rules. You're gonna get a ticket for going too slow if you're on the Audubon. You see what I'm saying? Like, you're like, going too slow. I wasn't speeding. Oh no, you wasn't speeding fast enough. You understand what I'm saying? So, so we have to understand. We were at a, uh, you want me to do this first? Mm -hmm. I was gonna share this. That cool? That's cool. Yeah, so, so we was out to eat with the Dixons uh, at Red Lobster. <laughs> and so the people across from us were speaking Puerto Rican. <laughs> so I asked Stella, do you understand what they're saying? And you said no, but you, what did you say? You said, 
they speak in a different type of Spanish. See, a different, which is, what somebody say, dialect? Uh, but they, she said they were speaking faster. So, so, so just because <laughs> she speaks uh, some of the language doesn't mean she's going to understand. We are in the same country and don't understand certain people from different cultures, right? I mean, we all supposed to be speaking American, but going to the hood, you'd be like, what you just say? <laughs> and why you keep calling me son, man? I'm like your father. What's up, son? Yo, son? You know, right? You understand what I'm saying? Like, so you can't keep speaking your language expecting people to understand. You want to understand their language because you want them to receive it, don't you? Mm -hmm. Right? And if you listen, you're going to pick up things. So the scripture says, lean not to your own understanding, right? In all your ways acknowledge him, he shall direct your path. But uh, uh, you want to highlight it? I'll go to it. Proverbs 18.2. Let's go to Proverbs 18.2. Because we, we both got it. That. We're still in the same place. Oh, here we go. Yeah, right there. I, I'll just read it. I know you have a, mm-hmm. uh, thoughts on it. So Proverbs 18, 2, it says this, A fool has no delight in understanding, but that his heart may discover itself. So a fool doesn't want to understand to harmonize with anybody else. Mm-hmm. It's all about him saying what he's saying and discovering his own thoughts. The other thoughts of no value. Hmm. And so we don't want to operate like a fool and be shutting down others' thoughts, right? Because they have value also. And what that is is just being selfish. It's just being flat-out selfish, to be honest with you. Um, It's the selfish side of us. Just We really just want what we want when we want it. And we don't care what it takes to get it. We just, we're just sometimes like that, you know, as, as people. That's good. You know, ask yourself this. Ask, do you really care to listen? Do you really care to really listen? So, so, so we'll split the sentence. Do you really care to really listen? Mm-hmm. Right? So you can't just tell people you care. You're showing them you care by what? Listening. Listening. Right? Scripture says, esteem others better than self. Esteem others better than self. Right? So if I'm in a conversation, that person is the most important person in my conversation. Mm -hmm. So everything they're saying is, is, is important to me. Right? It says, look every man on the things of another's and not on their own. Mm-hmm. Philippians 2, 2 through 4. Right? Yeah, it, uh, the Bible says that the strong bears the infirmity of the weak, right? Mm-hmm. So, and now it switches in some relationships, but I'm more logical. I'm, a, I'm more of a logical thinker as a core. I'm sensitive. I cry and things like that. But as a core, I'm, I'm cerebral. I'm a process. My wife is more, uh, you know, she's passion. This is this fire passion a lot more sensitive. She, she's logical, obviously, you, y'all deal with her. Uh, so she's logical, she, you know, she's practical and everything, but her root is her passion and her emotion. So sometimes her emotion may override her picking up logic. I have to bear that and figure a way to, to uh, not harm 
her emotions while I'm getting her to understand. Same thing, I can over exhaustively communicate something because I'm logical. She has to bear that and figure out a way to tap into me to be sensitive to what the situation is. Mm -hmm. So whoever's the strongest in the conversation adjusts themselves to assist the other person in getting to where they need to be, right? That would be the goal. Because sometimes the two people might be weak, <laughs> you know, uh, and, and they maybe the, the, one of the fruits of the spirit of, of self-control is not necessarily uh, there for both parties. So, uh, you know, and that, in a case like that, you do need to take a break. Whatever you do, don't, don't try to, because it's almost like you're, you're uh, positioning yourself to strive. And we read striving is not healthy. So you're, you're, when you strive, you're going to have an argument. It's, gonna, it's, it's, gonna, it's not going to turn out good. So, so, so uh, Hebrews 5.2, um, uh, this is the ASV version, but I think this, is, this would be fitting. Because it's not just about husband and wife or boyfriend and girlfriends. It's all relationships. Mm -hmm. uh, it's, it's family relationships. It says, who can bear gently with the ignorant and the erring? people that are in error. This is for that he himself also is compassed with infirmity. So what it's saying is it'll help us if we go into every conversation to realize there's things that's bothering us, but we are compassed about the, the, the potential to do things to bother others. So I can be patient with others because I miss it also. You see what I'm saying? But if I'm dealing with somebody in impatience, I, I've arrived. And if there's any uncomfortable moment, we need to fix the other team members, the other staff members. But suppose you're the solution. Hmm. Suppose when you show up in an environment as a leader, everybody's tripping. And you spend all your time going, I can't believe they're doing this. I can't believe they're doing that. I, no patience and, and with bearing some of their error, right? when you could be the person that can help them to see what they can't see. You showed up in the room, God sent you there to bring order. But you just magnifying the obvious, right? And so, so, so it takes a lot of patience to do that. Mm -hmm. uh, we, we're gonna just close with this particular passage. We have more that we'll hit. We'll get into anger, communications, and stuff like that on Wednesday. But it's uh, inviting and empowering language. So all of our communication should be inviting and empowering language. Realize this, everybody in every conversation has a voice and a choice. Mm -hmm. Now, we're not all trained that way. Some of us have been trained to be uh, chauvinists. Some of us have been trained to be feminists. So automatically, that's going to box out the other person's choice. Because the feminist is like, ain't no man going to tell me what to do. The chauvinist is a woman that got a thought. Mm. You see what I'm saying? So, so uh, we highlighted this in, in, in our, our premarital with the, because the Holy Spirit had customized counsel for the individuals, but voices and choices. Everybody has to have a voice and a choice because that dude was trained to be a chauvinist, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not putting them out there. This is stuff that we've talked about vulnerably and transparent, mm -hmm. right? And so we talked about voices and choices, and voices and choices should lead to final wisdom. The goal is for us to find the, 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 the final wisdom where we can be on the same page. 
That's what to do when we have different things we want to do. So we go into situations, two different cultures, sensitivities, uh, logical angles. We both go into situations. We're not, like, like we're the best of friends, but we're not always thinking the same way about a situation. Mm -hmm. And let's say we, when we put it all on the table, she wants to do something different than I want to do. So now we're, we're, we're moving to look for some wisdom there. Mm -hmm. The Bible says even you come into this church, how is it that everybody has a, a doctrine, a song? But we can't all just start singing. We all can't just communicate our doctrines. Some of our doctrines are skewed. Mm -hmm. You understand what I'm saying? We can't roll like that, right? So, so there's, there's an order. Mm -hmm. uh, God said, I set before you, um, well, everyone has a doctrine. That's 1 Corinthians 14, 26. But Deuteronomy 30, 19, I set before you life and death, blessing and curses. But he said, choose life. So he's given us choice. You know, you know what he was saying with choose life? He was saying that in this life, you're going to see things that, that could bring a curse, but you may choose them. There's things that could bring a life that you may choose them. Sometimes you may not, you may think what, what potentially could bring a curse is the best thing. So he said, wisdom is find the things that bring life to your situation, mm -hmm. not death. Mm -hmm. so, so the goal is final wisdom. So wisdom centers the, the conversation. Our emotions, logic must yield to wisdom. Our peace and harmony is centered in wisdom. That's good. Yeah, wisdom is the principal thing. You know, uh, wisdom is always out there waiting for us. Hey, I'm over here. You, you, he and I or you two or whoever you are, you know, it's, a, it's all about this. And wisdom's over there in the corner like, hey, I, I got the answer. I got the answer, but look at me. Right. <laughs> yeah. So wisdom, it, it actually centers the conversation. So we all should always be going into a conversation looking for wisdom, you know, looking for wisdom to speak. So, so, so wisdom is like we talked about and when we'll talk about leadership, mm -hmm. wisdom is in consideration of the whole. Wisdom is looking at what's whole. Mm -hmm. What's the best thing for the whole picture? Sometimes we're making decisions that's going to help us in a moment. It's going to destroy us down the road. But wisdom will always center the conversation that this is ultimately best for the whole picture. Mm -hmm. Might not be comfortable right now, but it's best for the whole picture. So we have to, uh, we have to learn to live in a cloak of wisdom. We have to be learning to live in a cloak of wisdom, not allowing knowledge to put us in harm's way. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we know too much, and it's putting us in harm's way. So right? is the purpose to know what we're saying, the context, right. to context or to give an understanding, making it catchable? That's good. Mm -hmm. And so, so, so to operate this way, we can't operate in double standards, right? We have to allow what... what what you're, what you're allowed or, or what you're demanded of. So in other words, if I want the person to be patient, then I'm patient. But I'm not expecting patience and I'm impatient. I want the person to listen to me. But I'm not expecting them to listen to me and I'm not listening. I want them to be thoughtful. You know, I come home, I mean, this house should be clean, this, that, and the other. Okay, that, that, might, be, that might be how your demand manifests. Their demand may be totally different. Are you doing what they desire? Why are you requesting what you want? 
So if they're focused on what you want and you're focused on what you, what you want, what's wrong with that picture? It's not balanced at all. Yeah, Pastor Mel is not. It's not balanced. Said it's not at balanced. All. And, and the other person's going to end up resenting the other person. And so, so ask ourselves, we have to ask ourselves, do we live to validate our failures and, and, and our failures and inadequacies? Do we look to validate our failures and inadequacies by looking for, amplifying, uh, and sometimes conjuring up mishaps uh, in others? So I'm in a conversation, and I have failures and inadequacies that, that you know, I, you know, honestly, I'm working on. But instead of me embracing that I'm not there yet or recognizing the thermostat is saying I need to adjust my temperature of how I'm living, I'm going to try to validate my inadequacies by looking for a chink in the other person's armor, mm -hmm. uh, amplifying. I, I, I got to find something to, to balance this out. You just pointed out something I need to change. Now I need to find something you need to change. But does that help you to change? Mm -hmm. You still need to change whether you found a chink in the other person's armor, but we do that to soothe what we're doing. And so the, the conversation is going to be revisited because the person wasn't having a conversation just for you to point out what's wrong with them. They was having a conversation because it's negatively affecting them. Mm. And if you care, you're, you're, you're excited when you find out what could be negatively affecting the person you care about because you want to... You, you want to love them, right? You want to do what's best for them. You want to do what's best for the, the, your kids, best for the relationship, best for the, the, the team you're working with, the team you're playing for, the ministry. And so when you find out stuff, don't cringe. Go, good, this is an opportunity to serve this person in a way that I know will benefit them. You know, when you think about it, like, that's good that you say that. Uh, when, if, 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 let's say, you, the person's telling you about how they feel, and then they're not, they're not, uh, you know, I mean, don't you think they deserve a right to, to, um, to say, I don't like this, or, or, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like, like, do you, eating that food, no, you don't like it. Yeah, no, you don't <laughs> like it. And, and so it's just not fair to, to, you know, if, if a person's telling you, hey, this is what's affecting me, and you don't, you don't care. Like, you really don't care. That's just, that's not good. Yeah, because you reap what you sow. God's mm -hmm. not mocked. We talked about that in uh, uh, the Bible school. So, so we wanted just to, 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 to engage, uh, just have some, in, just some time just talking about communication. Communication is one of the toughest things mm -hmm. in the best of relationships. Mm -hmm. You know, because sometimes we are, we're too busy to pay attention because of our schedules. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we're jumping to conclusions. And sometimes we're playing off of the history of sensitivity, mm -hmm. you know, the history of sensitivities. And sometimes and, we're and not so, talking. And, and, and so I'm going to say this. When you hear the, these types of sessions, you have some people walk away saying, that's what I was trying to say. Some people are walking away so uh, convicted and in some, some cases feeling like we condemned, mm. like there is no hope. But we're not talking about things that's been done that people are trying to do on purpose. We're talking about things that we either ignorantly, naively, or just we, we, we really haven't invested as much time in adjusting these things ha as we have in making sure we get what we want. Mm -hmm. Right? So, so there, there is no hopeless situation. We all can 
can evolve in, in communication. Mm-hmm. It starts somewhere. And if everybody can kind of think about the other person. That's it. If we can always constantly think about the other person and the other person's always constantly thinking about the other person, well then both needs will actually eventually get met. But as long as we start being selfish and, and going inward, then we really, the communication won't really be pleasant at all. It's always a fight. 